You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up in just a little bit in this episode. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. It was an ugly performance yesterday from the Hornets. It got ugly once really we got to the second yeah. quarter. Uh, the Denver Nuggets, they won 129 to 104. Not much resistance the last two games defensively. We're going to get into that today. Nada. Yeah, no, the, here's the thing. Um, this was an expected ass whipping. Um, <laughs> if you expected a win, um, please pass me whatever recreational drugs you were using. Because, <laughs> quite honestly, they had Jokic. Jokic took the torch to everybody, and everybody else ate. So, And Michael Porter Jr. looked good yesterday, Yeah, exactly. Too. Again, if you were one of those people that wanted Porter over Bridges like I was, um, yesterday was not a, not a good day at all. No, you don't. Don't go back. Don't don't hint at that. You like Bridges. You know you like like your boy Miles Bridges. uh, Here's the thing. I like Mike Miles Bridges. I liked Michael Porter Jr. But I also understand. But here's the thing. I can understand why they drafted a guy that, especially when they were trying to make the playoffs that year with Kemba Walker and squeeze the last little bit of Kemba Walker's tenure out of the Charlotte Hornets as they could. And Michael Porter Jr. didn't fit that window. So I understand. And who tells me defense matters, Nada? Who is that guy that said that to me? Is it me? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? Is it you? Of course it's you. Um, But no, you're right. Michael Porter Jr., he looked good and for sure uh, looks to be uh, a guy that is on the rise, continuing on the rise. All right, let's talk about our Ultra Player of the Week. Locked On has partnered with Michelob Ultra to create a custom segment across the NBA titled Ultra Player of the Week. Each week host will identify one player from their team and make uh, whoever made the big play, got you on your feet, cheering for your team, ultimately sparking one of three key emotions, joy, happiness, and enjoyment. We've got four games to go over after the all-star break. We gave it to LaMelo Ball last week for his first half performance of the first season of his NBA career. And since then, again, the Hornets have played four contests. Now, this one seems pretty easy after you go back and look at who performed the most consistently over those games. Terry Rozier, I think, comes out as the guy to receive the Ultra Player of the Week award, and this is his second award in just a month's worth of time. Since Michelob Ultra evokes joy because enjoyment isn't the end of the game, it's really the whole game. I think it's safe to say this player has allowed you to feel all of those emotions uh, emotions this season. And also Michelob Ultra contains 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. So let me ask you this. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you are happy? I know happiness and clutch time winning has been happening with Terry Rozier. That's why he gets our ultra player of the week. Not a good game from really anybody in this one against Denver, but Terry Rozier led all Hornet scores with 21 points. And man, LaMelo Ball had 14. 
missed four three-pointers. Malik had 16 off of the bench and I think made some good passes, got to the foul line nine times yesterday. That's a good thing to yeah. see. But really, Nada, you look over the last four games and the role that he served in that Sacramento comeback. Terry has a pretty comfortable margin with this award that he won. Yeah, he's got a very, very, very comfortable margin with like just how he's won this. He basically got them. He won them the Pistons game. Came came up big in the Kings game as well. Like it's not close. I'm almost ready to call him the most consistent offensive guy on this team, considering that the thirty million dollar man kind of didn't show up in Mile High City yesterday. Well, yeah, and I think you've you've been there, ready to crown him. And I think Gordon Hayward. The last, I don't even know what the timeline is, but he'll give you some of those single digit games. He gave you seven last night and he just went three of seven from the field. If you look at his game log, I believe he gave you single digits um, earlier in this last four game stretch that we're trying to evaluate as well. I'm pulling up his game log. Hey, he gave you nine points in the win against Toronto where he went four of seven from the field. And it's been interesting, Nada, because two of the last three games from Gordon, he gave you seven field goal attempts. And the last time he only gave you single digit field goal attempts, he did yeah. it. That's it. Those are the only two games this season for Gordon Hayward that he's played where he gave you under 10 field goal attempts. And it was by three. It was just seven against Toronto and it was just seven against Denver. And that's despite him playing 26 minutes in both of those games. Now he usually does play more than that. And you are talking about a blowout against Toronto and you are talking about a blowout against Denver. So that certainly helps contribute to the lack of uh, shots that Gordon put up, but still somewhat interesting. We had not seen that before from him. And yet we've seen that two of the last yeah, three at games this point. Like I just, you just hope it's not a trend. He comes out firing against the Los Angeles Lakers. That said, I am tired of crapping on 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 Gordon Hayward for right now. We got to talk about the winner of this. He's the only two-time <laughs> <Okay>. winner <laughs> of the Michelob Player of the Week thus far, and that is Terry Rozier. That is the that is the guy. That is the guy that you are afraid to pay a second contract to, Walker. Like I am. Like we got to give that Terry the some guy. more of his flowers because he's earned a lot of flowers this year. He should own a, fl a florist shop at this point. He's gotten that much flowers from us. So, therefore, we got we to honor him. But this, uh, Well, and that's just from you. That's true I mean, really, really, he just has to have a whole separate room of not as flowers because of the all of them that you've given to him so far, the way that he's played. But he's been fantastic. And how about the graphic and the somewhat shade? Uh, they they backed it up afterwards, but did you see the graphic last night that they put up with Jamal Murray's numbers this season compared to Terry Rozier's numbers this yes. season? And so it was the question mark, right? It was the faded picture, so you couldn't tell who it was. It was a blind stats test, mm -hmm. and they're very comparable. And Terry Rozier had a couple of better categories. Jamal Murray had a couple of better categories. And of course... Eric Collins asked Del Curry, who's had the better season? And he goes, oh, well, this player, clearly, this player, clearly. I was like, those numbers are, are pretty close. But anyways, of course, the player that Del Curry chose, it was Terry Rozier. It does put in perspective some of the efficiency numbers that Terry is putting up this season with a guy like Jamal Murray's making a ton of money. Uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what Terry's going to get after this season if he continues this type yeah, of no, play. Exactly. He's been, the thing is, that, and that's what, like, when you started talking about the I'm afraid to pay him, I didn't really start thinking about it until they showed that graphic last night of, oh, my God, he's going to get a Jamal Murray-level contract. 
Oh, no, I don't think so. You think he's going to get that oh, much money? I do. I do. I do. Wow. Uh, Jamal Murray is 24 and Terry just celebrated. Oh, yeah, that's something. He just celebrated his 27 year old yeah, birthday yesterday. Exactly. Happy birthday. Exactly. He will again. He will be 28 by the time that contract is up. And that usually is good enough for one more crack at the apple. He may be getting one of those four year deals that are going to be surprisingly expensive. Like, that's where I think we're headed with him. So, like, I, this is why I'm giving him his flowers now, because it's cheap. It won't be so cheap on the next deal. I am starting to head well, into your territory here, and I do not like it, Walker. Uh, I was going to say, where, you ended up with me uh, on this. You ended up with me at the end of this take, wandering down him actually getting paid Jamal Murray money, which, by the way... It's huge. I, nada. There's no way he gets that much money. I, I think he's going to get paid a lot. But, whew, man, if, if you're talking about Jamal Murray getting paid or Terry Rozier getting paid over $30 million by the back end of his contract, I, I don't think that's going to be as much as he gets paid. But it's enough for me to not want to really give him all that much money. And it doesn't matter, man. Here, I'm trying to give him an award, Nada, and you're trying to bring up all this stuff. Why are you trying to bring up all this stuff? Because Why are you trying you know to do what? that? At this point, it's just fun for me. That's yeah, it. it really is fun for you. All right. Um, thanks for joining us on Lockdown Hornets. And also thanks to Bet Online AG. It's the fastest and it's the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball and NHL are all in full swing. College basketball starts today. So make sure you go to Bet Online AG for all the NCAA tournament action that you can handle. It's got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. We've got a couple more subjects to talk about. How about their defense last night? And there's been a trend the last couple of games that has gone a little bit differently than what we've expected from the Hornets uh, defense this season. We'll talk about that next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and Again, I point to the lie. Yes, I. You're well. Yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being had exactly. out there. Goodness gracious, <laughs> unexpected exactly. ones. Point ones to that the lie. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Betting on the Hornets doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bet podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. So Nada, this was a bad defensive performance once again. Mm -hmm. They gave up 129 points to the Denver Nuggets. Okay. You look at what they did against the Sacramento Kings. They gave up 122 to Sacramento. And the trend for them in those last two games has been the unusual amount of effectiveness that each of those teams have had scoring in the paint. Usually the identity of this team has been to try to pack the paint not allow them to get the easy baskets and just let them shoot from three because you don't have a rim protector. You have to make sure that you protect the paint as much as possible with multiple bodies. And that leaves you vulnerable to the perimeter. And that's also why franchise uh, franchises have had the franchise records that they've had from single game three totals this season. 
But the last couple of games, Denver and Sacramento, they've they've had their way in the paint. And so Rick Pinnell wrote about this. Uh, He wrote about this and said, this is who they are defensively. Barring some unlikely deal for shot blocker rebounder, the Hornets defense will be mediocre at best the rest of the season. Fans talk a lot about coach James Borrego not focusing more on the three-point line or what was his heavy use of zone. Those are more symptoms than the problem, which is the limitation of this roster. The Kings shot 56% and the Nuggets shot 58%. So the Hornets are quite fortunate. They ended up with the split of those games. This is who they are. And so again, you're scoring and you're seeing more points in the paint and that needs to be fixed. But if this is something we've talked about, Nada. It's this is a, a roster that is very much so limited defensively. And it's why even very, very early on, I was ready to just lean all the way into offense because there's not an answer that you can go to that cleans up all the defensive issues that you have with this team. Might as well put out your strongest offensive unit. And when they do that, it's what allows them to be in these games. And even with the bad performance that they had last night, they won four straight before that. And I think it was something like seven out of 10 that they had won previously. See, the thing is like, I think I have, and this is something that I think I've either hinted, like me and you have either hinted at at this point, or we've just outright said that this defense is bad, this defense is bad, this defense isn't going to get any better, because one thing that we saw on Hornets Twitter a lot, one th- and I want to say a lot, is why aren't they going man, why aren't they going man? Well, Rick just basically wrote out exactly why they've been going zone a lot, because there aren't that many really good defenders on this team. He only says that he he put Cody Martin as the only above average defender, which again that was one more than I've said all year. Which was my, I would throw Miles in that that um that avenue, but I could be wrong. At this point, this team doesn't have guys that can stay in front of their man, and it's pro- and if we're really honest, it's been a problem since before since Kemba. So at some point it's going to have to be it's going to have to be addressed with more than a big man. You're going to have to get another defender that can score. You're going to have to get another two-way guy and the the help's not coming this year, guys. It doesn't make sense for the help to come, especially when you have that 2021 draft that looks to be loaded with at least role players 20 deep, much less stars. So at this point again, this team is just who it is right now, and it's okay. Yeah, James Borrego discussed after the game, too. He said, our full attention has to be on the paint. We can't just be okay in the paint. We have to have our full attention there. The way we're constructed, we're not going to be able to take away both rim and threes every single game. It's not going to happen. And so the Hornets, as Rick Bennell continues to write in this piece on the Charlotte Observer, the Hornets are currently 18th among 30 NBA teams in defensive efficiency. They allow 1.091 points per possession. At 29 and 19, they've played enough games to project that's roughly who they will be the rest of the season for sure. This is something we even predicted very early on, and most Hornets fans did that as well. So this doesn't come to a surprise. This is the identity, and this is something James Borrego has warned us about constantly too. I think it was after the Utah Jazz game 
where they set yet another franchise record the second time this season against the Hornets for made threes in a game. And Borrego's like, yeah, guys, the <laughs> teams are going to hit shots like that against us. That's just what it is. So James Borrego's tried to warn us. Not only has he said it, but the play has exhibited that on the floor. And here you have it once again, except now we've seen some points in the paint. And now Borrego's saying, no, that's not okay. Like, we, we can't. We can't yeah. do that or we're not going to have a shot to win some of these games. Uh, now, I wanted to mention one other thing about some of the post-game availability last night, and it's something Gordon Hayward said, and he's actually said this a couple of times. It felt not noteworthy the first time he said it, but he seems to really harp on this, and he said this after the Utah Jazz game, too. Uh, here's what he said. They're gearing up to try to win a championship, is what he said uh, after Denver's loss last night. They've been together for a while. So when you as a team and collectively don't play your best, they can embarrass you. And that's certainly what happened tonight. But I go back to that one point. They've been together for a while. You know, that's something he said right after Utah. And I, it's, it's not groundbreaking information. Teams that have been together longer understand each other better. They understand the philosophy of the coach better. And so they're going to be a better basketball team. It's not groundbreaking, but it's just something that the Hornets haven't had a chance to do the last few games because, or the last few years, because they're young. They're trying to rebuild, especially with Kimba now off of the roster. And when you get a ton of production or just a ton of playing time, I should say from a Devonte Graham, who's only in his third year with the team, um, you know, PJ Washington, who's in his second year with the team. Same thing with miles, a third year. It, it's going to take some time, not only just to accumulate talent, but also for these guys to get familiar with one another. And Gordon Hayward seems to really value that aspect of basketball, being familiar yeah, with your team. Because it allows you to do stuff, especially in a year where there, you don't really have a training camp. It allows you to freelance a little bit more and understand your teammates. And that's the thing that I think gets lost in this, in the expectation or the raising of expectations as the season goes on is that these guys really don't know each other and really didn't get a chance to know each other and are still learning each other on the fly. So as long as that continues to go on, I'm not sure how realistic your expectations can be in terms of defense and all this stuff. The, the problem that, I guess I have, and actually this is something, not not necessarily a problem, but this is something that Gordon's absolutely right about, especially when you notice these, these smaller market franchises. These smaller market franchises have to build off this camaraderie. It can't be a bunch of free agents. It can't be like the Lakers, where Rondo, it's Rondo one year, and now it's Dennis Schroeder, who we're going to see next tonight. Stuff like that, that can't go on because, like, you're a small market franchise. There's only so much money that you can make off of a winning team at this point. So I do wonder, like, are some of the defensive issues when we start talking about this, are, is chemistry going to fix a bunch of these going forward and maybe it'll be better by next year? Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. All right. Uh, I want to give a big thanks to rockauto.com for supporting the show. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Pretty important in your life. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you 
you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So again, why do you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. You can write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We've got more Hornets talk on the other side of the break. Locked On Hornets on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I don't like doing that unless... Like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed, and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. You can subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft, again, wherever you get your uh, podcast. And also... Built Bar Madness, it continues really? on, Nada, and the matchup of, I believe, what did we have yesterday? Was it Salted Caramel and Cookie Dough Chunk? Is I, that I, the matchup that we talked I, about yesterday? I think it was Salted Caramel, yeah. I think it might have been Salted Caramel. I think it was Salted Caramel and Cookie Dough Chunk. The voting is still going on there as well, so you can go to BuiltBar.com and put in a vote and uh, choose your favorite flavor of Built Bar. We do have a winner of one of the previous uh, one of the previous uh, matchups that we talked about, we're talking about the coconuts. They are continuing to move along in a huge, huge way. Peanut butter and coconut puff. You had coconut puff move on in that round. You had coconut almond move on against peanut butter brownies. So we'll see if uh, these coconut bars continue to move on. But um, here's another one for you, Nada. Coconut contributed here as well. Just straight up coconut. No other alteration or that anything like that. Won? It's coconut. That one Yep. Won? Wow. Do what? Yep, just just this one. So coconut, well, coconut got a buy because that's just what they've been doing. They've been dominating the tournament. So coconut versus white chocolate birthday cake. Who are you going to go with in this uh, uh, built bar battle? Uh, I'm going to go chocolate. I'm going to go chocolate. You're going to go birthday cake. White birthday chocolate birthday cake. cake. All right, I'm. I'm. I think we're going to get all the blue bloods, man. I think they're all going to continue to march on, and uh, coconut is just the latest example of that. So we'll see exactly what happens as we continue with Built Bar Madness. We've been telling you about Built Bar. They uh, have low calorie amounts, low sugar high protein, high fiber, an amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. So you can go to builtbar.com or you can go to their Twitter handle at built underscore, uh, excuse me, at bar underscore built. So they reversed it on you. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And you can check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar that there is you do have a game tonight nada against the la lakers and <laughs> this is one this is a reason why you laughed once again when we discussed some of the expectations you had heading into this west coast road trip they get destroyed against the denver nuggets last night again by more than 20 points do you do you expect much of the same when they tip off at 10 30 against the defending champs i'm telling you guys now um i'm gonna catch this game at like four or five in the morning when i wake up 
I'm not watching it live. Man, do you still you wake up that early? Five, you wake up six, that early on purpose not, not every on weekday? Purpose. Not on purpose, but but <laughs> okay. unfortunately because old, like there's some like I turned thirty eight and for some reason I can't get up later than six thirty in the morning now. So mm. sounds brutal. Yeah, yeah, it is it's very brutal. I mean, I, I used to do that as well, and and, and so but and you, you know I still do the sports like centers you and work stuff. A morning show that's different for you though. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. So, you're right about that. Anyways, continue. That's when you're going to catch the game because I have no expectations that LeBron's going to actually like. This is a bad match. This was a bad matchup. That before, like, second half of back to back against the defending champs, on top of the fact that LeBron owns this team. This is a triple whammy. Like, literally, this is a <laughs> triple whammy. This is not a double whammy. This is absolutely a triple whammy. And I do not feel good about this game. Like, this is the hurt locker. This three-game stretch is the hurt locker. Because you got Denver, then you got the Lakers, and you can stay around and then deal with Nick Batum and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That probably got something for the middle of the ball, too. I don't. I don't expect much. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It, it it's kind of weird to see the Lakers' home record. They're thirteen and eight mm-hmm. at home. Just would think that would be a little bit better. They actually have more losses on the season at home than they do on the road, which is just kind of an interesting nugget about the LA Lakers. They are favored by eight points. This game is going to be on NBA TV tonight, Ooh, by the way. So if boy. you can stay up for a ten thirty p.m. tip. Uh, then you can catch that game on NBA TV. So all you YouTube TVers, you streamers out there, you can catch that game tonight. So that is, uh, of course, that's the trade-off, right? Like, of course, that's going to happen right after we get done with one West Coast road trip. Then all the fans have to stay up pretty much immediately afterwards, basically with just a week and a half, two weeks break in between. And yeah, you get to watch it on TV this time, but you got to stay up late in order to do it. Uh, the Hornets, they're 8-11 and 11 on the road after their loss to the Denver Nuggets last night. So we'll see if uh, they're able to at least keep up some kind of fight. One interesting thing we didn't talk about last night too, Nada, was LaMelo Ball. He was in the game quite a while yesterday when this game was out of hand. Did you have a problem with LaMelo Ball staying in the game as late as he did He's despite 19. the blowout? He's the one person I expect to recover decently today. Like, like, let's be real. Here. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have taken him out. Um, I wouldn't have had him in that late, but again, I don't think that's anything that I'm chastising, uh, James Borrego for. And last thing we haven't addressed this, um, a story that I think is getting too much play. When you go to ESPN, it was one of the top headlines on their page that LaMelo ball said, He's not really all that excited to face LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers back home in the city of L.A. For some reason, that made top headlines. And then you click on it, and then it's Dave McMiniman, who I believe is writing the piece. And then he said he didn't mean any disrespect by it, though. He did say he just was kind of built different, and he grew up a little bit differently. And so that's just the clicks with a whole bunch of Zs at the end. And then you click on it, and then it starts to expound upon those details a little bit more. But, of course, people ran away with it, Nada. Is this a non-story like it is to me? Is this a non-story to you like it is to me? Because here's the thing. Like, LaMelo Ball has been around Hoopers since he was probably 8, 9, 10 years old. Like, say what you want about LaVar Ball. He's run a really successful AAU program. He's done a lot of things. He's been around a lot of Hoopers. 
again, you got Lonzo that was that was around a lot of hoopers, so therefore Lamelo was going to be around them too. It's no big deal. Like if we're gonna, if people are gonna like that desperate for clicks, then maybe you need to find another industry. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and he. It, the the quotations featured in this piece, it is pretty funny. He said, I mean, nah, LaMelo Ball told reporters on a video conference Tuesday ahead of the Hornets game against the Lakers when asked about LeBron and if he'd be excited. He said, quote, I grew up a little different, not really on basketball like that. So not really. And then McMiniman says, Ball's statement wasn't a slight against James. He added that, quote, it will be cool to face the Lakers star, but said he keeps his focus steady no matter the opponent. Right. Like, it's just, you know, you get to the third paragraph in this piece and it clarifies everything, unlike the headline, which is only solely made to have you click on it, which that's the game, whatever. But don't, you know, click, make sure you click on the headline. Okay. Like if you're, if it's going to be an, an angry response to the headline, then go ahead and click on it and then read the actual details. And then you can come to realize, oh yeah, this, this is absolutely nothing. It is interesting to me though, that he says not really on basketball like that. Like, yeah, it proves you don't have to be so crazy obsessed with everything basketball to the point where, oh, everything is such enlightening. Everything is the greatest thing in the world. And you can still really like it and be good at it and give that kind of answer when asked that it's, kind of it's question like Lamelo has a cerebral holistic approach to the game and he's just figuring it out and he's a 19 year old kid also the other thing is and i think we've, i've told this story there are op- there are stories of open runs where Lamelo and lebron played where a, allegedly Lamelo called lebron weak so there's like literally he's played against I don't think I saw that. I've never seen that before. Oh, I got to share those stories with you at some point. I need to look that up. I need to look that up for our king here in Charlotte. All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks again to Michelob Ultra and congrats to Terry for getting his second Ultra Player Award of the Week. And uh, thanks to you guys for supporting the show as always. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Locked on Podcast uh, Network. And remember... Be back tomorrow for the last show of the week. We'll have David Walker. Yep, David Walker going to be joining us. The OG once again hops on the mic. So excited about that show. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you once again tomorrow.